0: Welcome to episode 16, Soar and Pair, why not together?
1: Hello. <laughs>
0: Hi. Remember, and Pair is soaring together to explore new adventures while inspiring others to create their own. So today, we're going to talk about actually losing loved ones and those closest to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll explain a little later in the episode what, what that's all about. Yep. Um, first,
1: but... first, we should say, uh, Happy Fourth of July to everybody.
0: Yes. So then Fourth of July for those of us for those of you who listen outside of the United States and I know I do have we do have some friends that listen. Yeah. From Africa. That is the birth date of the United States of America, July fourth, seventeen seventy six, when the constitution was written. Yep. And signed.
1: Oh, I or remember.
0: Declar- oh, you do. Yeah, you were there. <laughs> it was there. <laughs> so that makes our country 244 years old.
1: Yes, I look good for my age. <laughs> yeah, amazing.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're gonna need to talk after. <laughs> but we had fun. Um, we had our daughter and granddaughter over yesterday.
1: Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. We <laughs> poor Everly. She was pretty scared with the fireworks. She's two and uh
0: (laughs) grandpa grandpa messed up let me just tell everybody grandpa messed up because i am so we we put a towel out on the driveway and we're all set up and we we bought you know a little pack of fireworks yeah and so you know we're getting them out and you light you light the fuse i don't know what i was thinking but i i meant to go out to the middle of the street and light the fuse but i lit the fuse in my hand then i realized i had seconds
1: Yeah, and I'm like, what are you doing? Get out!
0: (laughs) So I took two or three steps and set it probably not as far away as I should have. Yeah. It was a big one, and all these sparkles start coming out. She starts screaming, and then it starts boom, 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 and it was too close.
1: Yeah. Well, in all fairness, she's two, and she was pretty scared anyway the neighbors were putting off the big ones yes and um all the booms and i would have thought you know at her age that she would have liked the colors and the lights but no she was scared i mean she was climbing her mother scared
0: yeah it was sad she had to go inside while we finished um
1: yeah we got her set up with coco melon yes yeah,
0: and we finished our our little fireworks uh celebration. Yeah. You know, but um, we enjoyed summertime in the pool earlier. It was really nice. It was yes. a lot of fun.
1: It was. It was. We barbecued and swam.
0: We did. Yeah. And, and drank, right?
1: <laughs> and and drank. <laughs> well,
0: I, I, I call it the double D.
1: Okay. The, a, a little bit. <laughs> the, the Dos
0: Equis and then the Don Julio. Um,
1: yeah. And
0: yeah. you didn't eat much.
1: No, I didn't. And
0: it, you were in the sun.
1: Yeah, and I know better.
0: And so the triple D is the dehydration after the Dos Equis (laughs) of Don Julio.
1: Yes, and I completely know better, and I paid for it.
0: (laughs) Yes, which resulted in Uh, quite the 4th of July hangover.
1: Oh my gosh, I was dying. My head hurt so bad today. Yeah. Yeah, poor Jim spent today nursing me.
0: Well you just slept. <laughs> nursing you, I got you Taco Bell, but basically and
1: ginger ale and water. Yeah, <laughs>
0: and then let you sleep. <laughs> yeah, but we had we had fun and we enjoyed um, the Fourth of July. And you know, I think the Fourth of July is important because it it recognizes what's good about our country. Yeah, you know, with all the stuff going on with COVID and and the, the divisiveness with politics, which we'll never talk about in nope. this kind of a not format. on
1: Facebook not on here just ain't happening. <laughs> no, but
0: I but I really feel like, you know, the 4th of July, this, the patriotic holidays much like Memorial Day or Veterans Day, it's all about recognizing what brings us together. Agreed. in the country and what's good yeah. about, you know, there's there's a lot of issues with with, you know, our country and with other countries, but we're grateful that, that we have the structure there that we have the protection. I think it's Um, about
1: focusing on what is, what we want versus what we don't want. Right. And no more of this, I think we get, and that's one of the reasons I don't like to talk politics is because it's always us versus them. Right. You know, whether it's, you know, the political parties or whatever, it's always us versus them and I'd rather focus on the
0: one, <laughs> right? What well, and that we're, the fact that we're all Americans, mm-hmm. you know, and then you know, People. exactly. If you if you talk about the world, we're all one humanity on Earth, you right. know. So it's just remembering what, where we have what we have in common instead of what the instead the difference of the
1: difference. Is. I I agree with that.
0: Oh, we're gonna do a fist bump here. Woo. Boom! What we have in common. <laughs> um, but speaking of the Fourth of July, I decided to uh, record on the piano. Um, uh, an original arrangement of four patriotic pieces, mm-hmm. God Bless America, The Battle Hymn of the Republic, mm-hmm. uh, America the Beautiful, and finally, The Stars and Stripes Forever. Nice. And put that out on yeah. YouTube and Facebook, it was...
1: Yeah, people really like that medley that you do. It's, it's different and it's, it's a different spin on old favorites. Right,
0: right, right. it's piano only, and, and I just wanted to express through music you know my gratitude for the country that i was born and raised in you know? Beautiful. so yeah it was it was it was pretty awesome to put that out um one of the things i also musically wanted to say was um I, I took um extra time off this weekend um and i'll explain why in a little bit but um i thought you know i have some time i'm not busy at work cuz work has been so absolutely busy um I thought it'd be nice maybe to see what I could do to write a song. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, um, late Friday night and into the, um, Saturday morning, July 4th, um, a brand new song did come Just out. Just
1: like that. Just like we were talking last week. You dipped into the sea of notes and there it was. I and, love how fast <laughs> it comes through.
0: When it's time. When I, it's time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and so I am going to be... Um, I'm still refining it, but I am going to be putting it out soon.
1: I'm so excited. It's really good.
0: I will share the title with you. It's called um, Rise and Shine. Yep. Mm. And the
1: timing of it is, as always, perfect. Yeah. It's a perfect, it's a great message. um, And I'm excited for you to share it with everyone.
0: Yeah, so I, when it's time to share, I'll put it on my YouTube channel and I'll put it out on Facebook on our Soren Pear page and yep. my page, and we'll I'll have people enjoy that. But it it feels really good to continue to express what's going on. I think uh, you know all of us are going through a lot right now with the continued pandemic and all its
1: yeah.
0: um, all the challenges that are yeah. happening.
1: Yeah, the way it comes and goes, and you know, yeah. businesses,
0: schools here mm-hmm. in Arizona. Some businesses were closed down for another month.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We're open. Oh, just kidding. No, we're not. We're yeah. sort of open. We're <laughs> sort
0: of not. And, you know, all, yeah. all the things, and it's completely understandable. You know, there's a lot going on. There is. And, and you know, so it's rolling with the punches and, and really trying to stay flexible. positive.
1: Well, just being flexible with it, um, you know, getting all mad about it, It's not going to fix anything, right?
0: Nope. No. And one other update I wanted to mention before we got to the subject of today is our, is our garden. Yes. Our flowers.
1: Yes. It's blooming. It's a variety of color. Um, the very, well, different oranges and yellows and little white ones. Um, but I, I keep hoping for different colors to pop up because we really don't know what's going to come in. Right. Um, but that's the fun of it. It's just exploding with color, and um, we've enjoyed watching the transition of it.
0: Yes, and what used to be planted there was this very spiny, <laughs> fast-growing... that
1: thing. Um, I mean,
0: it, it really had spikes on every branch, and it grew really, really fast. It had these kind of pretty red flowers, but it got everywhere. The
1: bright pink, yeah. I, I can't think that it's a common desert plant, but yeah, I would cut it down to a nub. And within a few months it would just be scratching the windows like a, a horror movie <laughs> it's so annoying so plus it made a mess and we were just like you know what I,
0: I hurt my fingers every time I would cut the branches and carry them out because it would grow so well fast. remember
1: when we tilled that we were still cutting getting big roots out of the yeah. the yeah. soil there I mean yeah
0: yeah in arizona everything is spiky you know with all the desert with the yes. cactuses and a lot of spiky plants and we wanted to do something different
1: yeah you know something that didn't bite back um <laughs> and that was pretty to look at and fun to watch i like the change i think right. is what it is is right. that every time we go outside it looks different
0: right and it's something we did together yeah we had never tried a, a wild flower garden together yeah so You know, this is called Why Not Together. So why not plant a wildflower garden (laughs) together in place of a spiny, biting cactus thing? Yes. (laughs) So it's fun to watch that happen. You know, the simple things in life, I think sometimes. It's so
1: simple, but yeah. What
0: really helps. I love
1: that it's bringing more butterflies, Mm -hmm. you know, and we always have a lot of hummingbirds, but we're getting more of the butterflies. Yes. And uh, that was kind of the goal.
0: Yeah pretty awesome so we'll continue to hopefully see some other colors pop up as those yeah. flowers yeah so um I want to talk about um the theme of this weekend now okay um and for those of you who and most of you who probably don't know this today July 5th 2020 is the 10-year anniversary of the passing of my my son um he was 24 and a half years old when he passed away in the house we were living in 10 years ago yeah. and so um it is you know kind of a landmark time and i choose to look at it as a celebration instead of sadness however i i have to say this weekend has been more difficult than i thought it was going to be i think mm-hmm. sometimes you think oh i'm past this i'm better all this time has gone by and For me, things just come up on a very deep level. It's hard for me to express. Yeah. For me, anyway, even with tears or words, it just comes up on a very deep level. I can see
1: it on you, though. Um, Yeah. Definitely. There's just, it's just kind of coming from you. And, you know, the landmark uh, anniversaries can be difficult. You right. know, recognizing that it's been ten years, and expecting yourself to be okay with it by now—everybody uh, gets through it different.
0: And and so I, I think I told you last week when we finished the other episode. You know, next week I wanna I wanna talk about Jimmy. I wanna mm-hmm. I wanna remember him. Um, I wanna you know talk about some things that are maybe difficult to talk about, and also you know, some some things that were pleasant memories. Absolutely. You know. So, um, you know, the the first thing I wanna say as a parent who has gone through the death of a child that's just something no parent hmm. should ever have to go through, no matter what age the child um it's just it's something you can't even put into words. Yeah. Um and
1: it's hard to imagine.
0: Right. It really is Um, and so 10 years ago just without going into too many too much detail um, um, you know 4th of July was a normal 4th of July Um, he very often stayed up all night to do his gaming and sleep during the day and then he'd be woken up for dinner and um, when we went to wake him up for dinner he did not wake up and you know it's a very something you'll never forget unfortunately Um, finding your child you know lifeless and the police coming over and all that happened was extremely um you know unforgettable Mm -hmm. um i remember you know without going into too much detail um i found him in his bed and uh, some friends yeah i said yeah take the bed out and then an hour later i'm like nope take it back in i i Mm -hmm. that that was the last place he was at um Keep the bed, and I actually remember staying on that bed for several months. Um, it's late, and not staying, sleeping on that bed, yeah, and and actually <clears throat> hanging out in his room,
1: yeah. Well, it brings you closer to him, um, right. at least it feels you know, the last thing he touched. I can understand that,
0: yeah, yeah. I you go through that kind of shock, and um you know not expecting it and for me the way I coped with that um, well you know it's different for everybody for me as a musician um, I wrote a piece of music two or three months after his passing Mm -hmm. called All in God's Time It is on the Endless Grace CD Um, and it's something I don't think I've put out on YouTube yet Uh, I may we Uh, should yeah I think so yes definitely Um, but it it is it is the way I could express something that couldn't come through words or emotions right you know um, for me to be able to do that and you know in remembering Jimmy in good times music was a way that we connected Mm -hmm. you know he he was born with a musical talent I know that's shocking (laughs) right (laughs) yeah he was he was very very talented um Although he didn't take the same path Dad did with classical music lessons, formal lessons, he picked up the piano his own way.
1: Well, he was marinating in it, whether he took the lessons or not. He he lived it around him all the time.
0: Right, and I remember him, um, you know, he would occasionally ask me for, you know, tips and sort of half lessons, but... Um, um, one of the pieces he was working on before he passed away was the Moonlight Sonata, the first movement, and he was through most of it, and um, was just asking me for a few tips on how to get through that. Um, but he he uh, he was almost self-taught with that, and he was just a fantastic drummer as well. Yeah. He he really had um, an amazing ability to hear something and and play it. And he had this huge. Like yeah, mm-hmm. I guess so. Yeah. Um, and he had this huge drum set.
1: Yeah. What was it called?
0: The Black Dragon. The Black Dragon. And it had. Um, I love that. Yes. <laughs> he had. It was all black, pearl, and two bass drums, probably 10 toms, um, uh, a snare drum, and then I don't know how many cymbals around from small to large. And he would use all of it. Um, I have a picture here for those of you on the podcast. It's him playing the black dragon. Um, and, uh, he loved, he loved his drum set and he and a good friend of his Austin, who I still know started a band called recoil. Mm -hmm. They wrote some original music. Um, one of the last pieces that he wrote was uh, called, um, rescue me. Mm. -hmm. Um, this will
1: give you chills
0: rescue mm-hmm. me and the, I think the uh, chorus goes rescue me um, save me from falling rescue me heaven is calling me um, and yeah it's, it was one of the last songs they wrote and ironically um, Austin has continued his music and taken some of the songs he and Jimmy did together and he now has a band called Lottery L-A-W-T-T-E-R-Y Mm-hmm. And they put some really good music out, some original stuff as well as cover stuff. Yeah. And um, I've actually performed "Rescue Me" with them as recently as just last year at the Paramount Which Theater. Which is so cool! Because yeah, because
1: that I think keeps his music, his legacy, alive. Yeah, you know, um, what a great tribute! Right. To get to play his song, that's beautiful.
0: Yes, and 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 have that connection with. You know one of his best friends growing up still Austin and seeing him continue on with music is kind of like watching um, almost you know almost Jimmy almost um, yeah you know yeah. which is really cool in fact um, we're gonna work on I'm excited one of the original pieces on my mosaic CD it's called intensity hmm it's the one of the ones with the, the djembe drum um, He's doing a rock version of it with. It's um, so
1: good, and I just love the fusion yeah. of the classical with the rock. Oh, it's such a beautiful combination. Right. Just like Dream Theater. Right. Very much like that. Yes. Yes. Good stuff.
0: Yeah, it is. So it's it's um, it's really heartwarming to to see that continue um, yeah. because I. I you, you never want to forget, you know, your, your, your child, your loved one. Of course. Um, at the same time, you know, you can't live in grief. Yeah. Um, but a couple other memories, I just, um, things that come to mind with Jimmy. He had a great sense of humor. Um, he would joke all the time. He would quote lines from movies. Yeah. Um, you know, he loved Star Wars. Um, I've got a bad feeling about this. It always be little <laughs> quotes from, you know, the Star Wars and
1: It's a trap. <laughs> there you
0: go. It's a trap. Um in fact today, um, we watched a couple comedy movies that he absolutely loved. Um he loved Adam Sandler movies, so we watched um um Happy Gilmore.
1: Happy Gilmore. And
0: then um he loved um Chris Farley so um one of his favorite was Tommy Boy, so yeah. so it was just nice to just kind of watch the kind of movies that he loved. Um, he was always he was very very smart. He was studying to be a um, computer uh, programmer mm-hmm. and was learning those languages. And he was very very good at math. And in fact, he conquered the the Rubik's Cube not only the three and the four, but even the five level. And he would. He would have us mix it up, and without looking, mm-hmm. he would look at it once, and then he would do that. And I don't know how he did it.
1: It's an algorithm, like he said, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah,
0: some something that way beyond me. I
1: know it's there. Doesn't mean I can do it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but he really oh, the patience. Yeah, he he really um, you know made quite the impact, and um, it was always my goal as a dad to. Um, you know, be the example one of the things i also remember i mean it wasn't all perfect so the first part of his life i was really trying to um fit him into a box of what i felt would make him successful i wanted him mm-hmm. to be like me i had named him after me james mark Sorensen jr a lot
1: of us make this mistake and yeah. so
0: as a young father because i was only 21 when he was born i i wanted him to be successful so i wanted him to be like me i wanted him to be me And that was a huge mistake. There was a lot Mm -hmm. of pushback. I remember watching old videos where I was constantly correcting him. Sit down, sit up straight, do this, do that. Oh, that
1: had to be hard to see.
0: um, It it really was. And there was a lot of tension between us up until about the age of 12. And what really changed that, um, and I think I mentioned this in a previous episode, both my parents passed away when I was in my young, early 30s, eight weeks apart. Right. to lose both parents was such a huge shift for me it just sort of changed how I thought about everything including the religion I grew up in and I just decided to not hover anymore and be this helicopter dad mm-hmm. I decided to it's step real. back and um, allow him to be himself and encourage him to go the right way but not try to force it anymore he
1: was teaching you as much as you were teaching him Maybe more.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. And looking back, I think it's amazing that that was exactly halfway through his life. Then, of course, I could not have known that. But for the first 12 years, there was a lot of tension. In the last 12, um, there was more of acceptance of each other and allowing each other to be. And um, a lot of good memories um, with music and with, um, you know, laughter. And I'm really grateful that I learned that early enough that I didn't continue that all the way through because I think that would have, you know, just continued to be this big tug of war because you can never force anyone to be something that they're not.
1: Right. Yeah, once you were able to relax into it and allow him who he is to shine through, Right. it improved your relationship, I assume, right?
0: Oh, yeah, And, and, and he and I have great memories. I mean, one of the last cards he wrote me was for father's day right before um he passed i'll never forget it and he was just very uh, the words I, I won't necessarily say but it just meant it was something i held on to right after his passing it just had it meant the world to me it was probably a safety line while i was going through that those very bumpy times right at first right you oh, yeah. know but speaking of grieving too. Um, I was reading a little bit about the five stages of grief mm-hmm. that we go through, and and those of you who don't know, Sandy, was a hospice years, a hospice nurse for many years. I
1: was, I was,
0: yeah. So you really up close as a hospice nurse, you really watch families go through the preparation, and then help the,
1: them, yeah, yes. help them uh, go through. Because it's yeah, the family is just as much the patient as the patient. Right. Um, And as they go through the stages, we would help them prepare, but then as they would go through the stages, recognizing that you don't go through the stages in this sequential pattern, at least most people don't, and you can kind of go back and forth between the stages and revisit them that you thought you'd conquered um, again and again. There is no set pattern.
0: No, and I think grieving is as unique as the person going through it.
1: Absolutely.
0: Because I can't sit here and say that I went through... Well, the first one, denial, I think, is what happens when you're in shock. Mm-hmm. Because it just doesn't, doesn't seem real.
1: Yeah. That's part of your safety protection. Right. right?
0: But um, then after that, you know, there's the anger that it happened, right? Yep.
1: And mm-hmm. then
0: there's the bargaining. Um, there's the depression. And then finally, the acceptance. Yes. We,
1: and didn't you read something that there was another one, a yeah, sixth?
0: Yes. Yeah, so David Kessler, who who wrote books with Elizabeth Kubler Ross, yeah. I think came out with a new a new newer book, and I just read that he went through um, losing a twenty one year old son. Yeah. Um, so I can only imagine, um, you know, how you know he had been teaching and writing all these years, but when you go through it, it's just it's something different. But that sixth stage, which I think is really, really important, is called meaning.
1: Putting meaning to it.
0: Putting meaning to... And I think this is what I am What I am even still wrapping my head around today, 10 years later, is putting meaning to the whole experience.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. You know, my relationship with him, the meaning that his life stood for, not only yeah. for the people that knew him and for us, but what meaning I still carry with me because mm-hmm. that to me really helps all the other stages is finding a purpose I and like a meaning.
1: that I think that should be added in permanently <laughs> because really when you can get to the stage it doesn't mean you're healed it means you've reached a point that you can sit with it and move through it
0: and do you know, a little better and going back to something you helped me with so uh, some of the hardest things to go through when you lose somebody is the holidays yeah. So you brought meaning to the holidays in a beautiful way for us because to me Christmas was painful. Um, and I knew it would be painful for his two sisters. Yeah. And tell them what the idea that you came up with.
1: was. Um, I wanted to remember him and give him a place at, on the tree every year as a way to uh, bring him into our holiday and and just honor him and so we started getting christmas stars to put on our tree every year it's not always a star but that's how it started
0: and so um i think the second christmas eve after his passing um a beautiful song came through called christmas star Mm -hmm. that talks about that and it's also on the endless grace cd um that has really been a beautiful expression again meaning a beautiful expression that we don't have to celebrate Christmas without Jimmy. he's no. still there.
1: Yes. And I, you know, this goes into a different topic, but um, I really feel like just because someone transitions doesn't mean they're gone from us. Right. They're still there. They've just changed form. And so we can still honor them and be with them. Right?
0: Absolutely. I mean, that's what this is about here. <laughs> She's the one that's gonna cry the tears for for us. It's hard
1: for me to talk about, but yeah.
0: Well, and I appreciate you have been so supportive and helpful in the grieving process. I think it really helps to have someone that you can sometimes that can see you're going through something and just hold space for you, right? Um, Or that you know, I think you bring up Jimmy in a way that keeps him alive and memorable without. Because I think the danger is getting stuck in those stages of grief that are negative, the depression, the anger. You know, the, you know, the anger at God, the anger at why did this happen?
1: Unnatural. Yeah. 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 All those things. Why me? And all those things may be true in certain, in certain ways. But, um, yeah, I agree. I think you've done a really good job of, um, honoring where you are in the process and really allowing yourself to feel it without going to that negative place.
0: But, you know, the stages of grief can can't come up at any yeah, moment. Yeah, go
1: again, right? You know,
0: and, and it's always it's those subtle little things that pop up that will get you. It's just that song that you yeah. hear, that memory that comes to mind, you um, It can just grab you at a moment you're not expecting
1: and Yeah. You know, (laughs) this
0: weekend has been tougher for me and I just I didn't think it would be. Yeah. Um and so just when you think you're doing quote better, um, you know
1: when you let your guard down. Right. Gets you. Yeah, and there's you know, hospice, when I worked hospice, we would the chaplain and the whole team uh and The social worker, counselor, they would follow the family for 13 months after someone transitioned because those first times, those first holidays, those first situations, those always get people uh, more than they expect them to. But ten years later, what do you do?
0: Right. Well, I have a great partner and wife that's Aww. that's here to help me and we laugh at some funny movies and you know we do yeah. a we do a youtube podcast episode that's honoring him and and i think it's a beautiful way i mean putting my heart out on the plate um in remembering him and putting it out there on the internet to me is a way of honoring him and bringing meaning to the whole experience as harsh it's, yes. as it has been
1: And as much as I know about Jimmy, I think he, this is, I know it sounds such a canned thing to say, but I think that's what he would want. He wouldn't want the wallowing. Right. He would want you to celebrate and play some music and laugh.
0: Exactly. Right? Exactly.
1: I think that's really honoring him.
0: Most definitely, because that's really what it comes down to, what life is all about, is enjoying those simple moments yeah. and and Jimmy really did that and I just I want to say as I wrap up this episode Jimmy I love you um, you are a great son to me I still feel him around I'm proud of everything that you did and the experiences we had together I wouldn't trade it for the world and as hard as it's been to move on um, I'm you know just doing my best as, as a dad and, and doing my best to make you proud and appreciate the person you are and that you have been to everybody who knew you. Yes. So,
1: yes. And um, he's still with us. I, I feel him around all the time. So, yes.
0: That's, that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, love you, Jimmy. <laughs> love you. I'd like to end this segment with a quote um, that says Death. Is not the opposite of life, but a part of it. I agree. So I, I, um, you know, one day you and I will, will everybody will hit that moment. Yeah. And so, um, you know, it's it's just we don't
1: get to cheat this one. No,
0: (laughs) no one gets out of this one. Right. Um, but I again um, appreciate everybody and you indulging me. In kind of expressing
1: of course
0: expressing and, and honoring this and celebrating this yeah. day
1: and I, I'm happy to be a part of it to to celebrate his life and The journey because he's he is still with us. Yes, and um, you know, I I Honor you what you're how you're handling it and
0: some days better than others. <laughs> of course. As
1: it, as it should be. So
0: <laughs> So lightening the mood here, a Sandyism. And I told you just a little earlier that I'm starting to run out of Sandyisms.
1: <laughs> I got to get more creative with my expletives.
0: <laughs> but there's still some left. Um, so the one I want to share with you, um, I think, um, is a very interesting one. And again, it's always the way you say it, not necessarily, <laughs> not necessarily the word and this is it, whatever, <laughs> not whatever, 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 And she yeah. puts her hand up there, those in the podcast, so, um, what does that mean?
1: It basically means, go on, you know, I'm done,
0: <laughs> as she brushes off her shoulders and yeah. wipes her hands,
1: yeah, and you know what, I'm not doing this, yeah.
0: So it's a way for you to say, yeah, I'm, it's, I'm it's to
1: disconnect and vaporize the other, yeah.
0: The other person? The other person. You're, you're vaporizing <laughs>
1: Well, you know, the situation, I just don't engage. I'm just like, yeah, whatever. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Again, a very uh, true to Sandyism form. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just hope I don't hear that because when I do, I'm like, oh boy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I just choose not to engage. That's that's what that means. Yeah, no, that's good. Yeah.
0: Um, so we want to thank you for hanging with us this time, and um, we want to remind you that again, sore and pair, why not together? You can see our faces on the YouTube channel or hear yeah. our voices on the podcast. We encourage people to subscribe yes. on YouTube or the podcast and to like us mm-hmm. and continue Leave to comments. bring. Make those comments. Absolutely. We love those. And just a reminder of our podcast platforms. We have the iTunes. We're on the iTunes platform. Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Radio Public, Overcast, CastBox, and the podcast app. Good job. So a, a lot of them. <laughs> um, but we do appreciate you hanging out with us today. And we look forward to seeing you next week. So yeah.
1: Have a great week, everybody. We'll see you next week. Thank you now. Bye.
0: Take care.